Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Here they come off of turn number four, white flag, one lap to go for Chandler Smith here in Bristol. He's got to work his way around the lap truck. C.J. McLaughlin directly in front of him. Grant Enfinger, he is hungry for a victory. He cuts it down the one-truck lane. The walk-off to advance to the next round of the playoffs. First career win, Chandler Smith, your winner at Bristol. He will advance after coming into this playoff race 10th on the playoff leaderboard. He wins, and he is on to the next round. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry. Trusted to perform since 1952 by Xfinity X5, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew with you in playoff mode. The NASCAR Cup Series playoff heads to the round of 12 and to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. We'll look at the updated odds for a champion. The NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs start this weekend. We'll take a closer look at the season for A.J. Allmendinger and Austin Sendrick. Other NASCAR Xfinity Series playoff participants in Noah Gregson, Riley Herbst, and Jeremy Clements will join us as well. And we'll also be joined by Clay Campbell of the Martinsville Speedway. Plus, we've got a whole lot more coming your way as well. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with the latest headlines in NASCAR Nation. Kyle, what do you have for us this week? Mike, Kevin Harvick, and Rodney Childers have been one of the best driver-crew chief duos in the Cup Series for a while now, and it looks like the pairing will continue. Childers announced on social media this week that he has signed a contract extension to remain at Stuart Haas Racing for years to come. No further details were announced. In the NASCAR Xfinity Series, as Michael Annette's recovery continues, he will once again miss this weekend's race in Las Vegas. 
Josh Berry will take his place and drive the number one car for Junior Motorsports at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. This is the sixth race of the season that Annette has missed as he recovers from a stress fracture to his right leg. And the Xfinity playoffs get rolling this weekend in Las Vegas as part of a triple header race weekend. The Cup Series begins what should be an ultra-competitive round of 12 on Sunday night, but it is the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series that will get things rolling. Their round of eight kicks off with Friday's Victoria's Voice 200 presented by Westgate Resorts. MRN has flag-to-flag coverage from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway starting at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mike? Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we look at the updated NASCAR Cup Series playoff odds. Whelan would like to congratulate Kyle Larson and his number 500 Motorsports pit crew for the win under the lights at Bristol Motor Speedway. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. Following the victory, Larson detailed how winning at Thunder Valley was a dream come true. We were able to stay close enough to Kevin, and you know Chase was obviously upset with the contact and, and was just making making things kind of tough on him. And it it kept me in the game and um, you're able to you know make some moves on him there late. So um, yeah, fun race there. I've always wanted to win here, so cool to cool to finally do it. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Now back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The NASCAR Cup Series playoff field has been reduced to 12 drivers. The playoffs continue this weekend at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And in honor of heading back to Sin City, let's take a look at the updated odds. After a wild end of the round of 16 at Thunder Valley, the NASCAR Cup Series heads to Sin City to continue the 2021 playoffs. With Vegas in mind, let's re-rack the contenders and look at the odds to win the championship. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Place your bets. Let's start with the favorite. That's Kyle Larson. Larson was the regular season champion and started the playoffs as the favorite. That hasn't changed. Larson is currently listed at plus 200. Young Money is coming off a victory at Bristol and won the spring race this year at Las Vegas. It's safe to say Larson exiting in this round would be a shocker. I didn't know how many races we would win and stuff like that, so it's kind of hard for me to set goals. But, yeah, I mean, I knew with Chase winning the championship last year and the rules not changing this year, you know, we would – we would be capable of contending for a championship. So I guess, yeah, winning the championship has been the really only goal that I feel like personally I've set. Larson might be the favorite, but four drivers advanced to the championship race at Phoenix. Who does Vegas think those other three drivers are? Let's start with Denny Hamlin. Hamlin has the second-best odds to hoist the cup at plus 500. Hamlin now has some extra playoff points in the bank after getting his first victory of the season at Darlington. Hamlin's teammate is right behind him. Martin Truex Jr. clocks in at plus 650. Truex also won in the round of 16 at Richmond. If Truex gets to the championship race, his odds might even improve after having won at Phoenix earlier this year. After the top three, things get bundled. The defending champion, Chase Elliott, is listed at plus 800, and two-time champion Kyle Busch is listed at plus 1,000, heading into the round of 12. Kyle Busch's playoff hopes were in trouble after an issue at Bristol, but Rowdy rallied to advance. Elliott will have to deal with his newest rival as we continue on. 
Even though Kyle Larson won the race at Bristol, the eyes of the NASCAR world were focused on Elliott and Kevin Harvick. Harvick betters will have their eyes on how they'll race moving forward. Harvick is listed at plus 1,400, but is trending in the right direction after showing a ton of speed at Bristol. Ryan Blaney is also listed at plus 1,400, but has the luxury of some extra playoff points thanks to his three wins this season. Blaney's teammate, Joey Logano, is right ahead of them at plus 1,200. You know, maybe not in life. I, I think you should have a bigger vision in life than, than just pass the hood pins. But I think for the playoffs, every race is going to mean uh, a lot, and that's going to adjust what you do for the next race. So preparing three races ahead sometimes isn't the smartest move because your plan will change depending on what you do in the past. Now let's look at the long shots. Hendrick teammates Alex Bowman and William Byron both had long odds to get into this round entering Bristol, but both got it done. Bowman is listed at plus 2,000 and Byron is at plus 2,500. Christopher Bell is tied with Byron with the longest odds, but we've got the Roval coming up in this round, and we saw Bell succeed at the Daytona Road Course earlier this year. Finally, let's take a look at one more past champion. Brad Keselowski is listed at plus 2,000. His team hasn't shown consistent speed this season, but he got to the championship four last year, and with Talladega coming up, Brad Keselowski can never be counted out. The Michigan driver would love nothing more than to end his tenure at Team Penske with a second championship. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, can anyone challenge NASCAR Xfinity Series regular season champion A.J. Allmendinger and runner-up Austin Sindrick? We'll find out. And later, Noah Gregson will join us. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us, friends. A.J. Allmendinger has wrapped up the regular season championship for the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and he did it with a win under the lights this past Friday night at Bristol Motor Speedway. He and Austin Sendrick have combined to win nine times this year. And here to take a closer look at their dominance and who could potentially challenge them in the playoffs is our Kyle Rickey. The NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs begin in earnest this Saturday evening at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway as 12 drivers have their eyes set on a championship. Atop the list sits regular season champion A.J. Allmendinger and defending series champion Austin Sindrick. The two have combined to win nine times this season and are the odds-on favorites to lift the championship trophy in Phoenix. Checkered flags are flying here at the start-finish line and win number three for Austin Sindrick will happen today as he tames the monster. Checkered flag is waving at the start-finish line and A.J. Allmendinger 
wins the BNL Transport 170 at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. They're on their feet here at Pocono. Here they come, final time. Ty gives one more run. Won't be enough. Austin Cindric across the line. The checkered flag in the air, and A.J. Allmendinger wins the New Holland Agriculture 250 at Michigan. Allmendinger is surely aware that topping his season-long dominance will be a tall task. Obviously, most wins I've ever had. Um, you know, to, to win at Indy in the cup car was just like this huge cherry on top of, of being able to kiss the bricks and win another cup race, which I never really thought would ever happen again after 2018. So, you know, I look at it that the way these playoffs work now and the championship itself, you have one race. You get to Phoenix, you have one race. If you just miss it, you probably don't win the championship. So when you have a year like this, you can't let that dictate how this year's been and how great it has been. To win five races this year with College Racing, that can't be taken away from us. Not even a year removed from sweeping the regular season and series championships, Cindric is primed to do so again. He'll lean on his experience from a year ago as he hopes to hold off challengers outside of Almendinger. You think about guys like Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, Harrison Burton, Daniel Hemrick. I mean, I just easily named off a bunch of guys. Justin Haley, I mean, he was in the Final Four last season. Like, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of guys in our race series um, that have a chance to make the Final Four and a legitimate shot to, to contend for a championship. And I think that's what's made this season so fun is because it's not like you show up at the racetrack and expect to race one or two cars. It's you show up at the racetrack and you got to be able to bring your best. Uh, to race against the best. So uh, I, I think that's what's made this year fun. I think that's what's made it fun as a, as, as a race fan to, to watch the series. Um, and that's what's going to make this playoffs incredibly challenging. While the focus will be on Almendinger and Sindrick, could there be others? Justin Allgaier is a two-time winner on the season and seemingly a top five finisher week in and week out. Plus, if he's in the championship four, Allgaier knows his way around the Phoenix Raceway having won in the desert twice. Managing the races is so important. You know, the, the, the point side of things are, you know, whether you win or you don't win, managing the points throughout the course of these playoffs is, is such a big deal. And, and having a great team behind you is a big part of that. Our, our team is probably, arguably the best rally team in, in, in the sport. Uh, not even just in, in, in uh, the Xfinity Series, but in the sport as a whole. You know, our team rallies when we get behind the eight ball. And, and you know, I think that's something that, that the skill that our team has, not even me as a driver, but just our team, what they have to be able to keep us in contention week in and week out. And, and when you're in these playoffs, every point's going to matter. Every point's going to count. And, and so, you know, I'm excited to see what we're able to, what we're able to pull off, what we're able to do. And, you know, we, uh, we put ourselves in good position the last couple of years. And, and I, and I hope that we can do the same thing again this year, but maybe, uh, maybe up the ante a little bit whenever we get to Phoenix for the, uh, for the final round. Maybe the biggest threat to arise over the past few weeks is Noah Gregson. Gregson closed out the regular season red hot, winning at both Darlington and Richmond. Noah Gregson by a car length looking for two in a row. He's got a car length advantage, staying that way up off turn four. Checkered flag in the air. Noah Gregson wins the GoBowling.com 250 at Richmond Raceway. He goes back to back in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, backing up a win from last week at the track too tough to tame in Darlington. With the playoffs starting in his hometown of Las Vegas, is Gregson one to watch? 
You know, it feels good. It feels really good for our team, but we know that it's, there's going to be a lot of challenges in the playoffs and a lot of adversity to go through. But, you know, we've put in a lot of hard work getting our, our uh, cars ready for this first round of the playoffs. And everybody at Junior Motorsports has been working working their tails off tirelessly to get us uh, get us the speed we need for the playoffs. The round of 12 gets underway this weekend in Las Vegas. We'll find out then which challengers arise for this year's NASCAR Xfinity Series title. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll hear from Xfinity playoff participant Noah Gregson, and later, Riley Herbst joins us. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Coming up this weekend, it is the kickoff for the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And one driver that's probably anxious to have them begin in Las Vegas in his home city is the driver of the number nine car for Junior Motorsports. He'll be winning the Bass Pro Shops True Timber BRCC Chevy Camaro this weekend. Noah Gregson is back with us. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. How are we doing? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing great. Uh, you've been putting a smile on my face this morning, um, Bagman. So, you have me kind of cracking up. I got the giggles today. <laughs> Anytime, my friend. Anytime we can do that. What um, What is going on? Are you already in Las Vegas? Yep, I'm in Vegas. How's yeah. it like to uh, be back home? I love it. It's uh, Thank God I don't live here because um, I get to just come visit to live here because I think I have a pretty big gambling addiction. So what what are some must do's like when you go back home, you know, whenever we go back home, we always have I must eat here. I must go there. I must do this. Must do that. What are your must do's when you go back to Vegas? My must do's are um, go to Latai, which is a fried rice uh, place. It's a Thai food place. It's my favorite. That's my favorite restaurant in the world. So go to Latai on Fremont Street, um, go to the Four Queens and play a little bit of blackjack. Then go to Tacos El Gorto on the way out to the Speedway. It's a little hole in the wall. Old gas station that they turned into a uh, Mexican place. They shaved the pastor pork right off of the, the, the stick while it's on the rotisserie deal. Um, getting char grilled right onto the taco. Serve it up. Chop the pineapple off. Love that place. So hit that once or twice while I'm here. Maybe get some pastor fries too. And then uh, I like Wahoo's Tacos. And yeah, just have a good time, hang out with my buddies, maybe play a round of golf, go mountain biking. Um, there's a lot to do out here in Vegas other than just the strip. And um, so, yeah, definitely a lot of good restaurants that I like to eat at, but definitely hit up Latai, the fried rice. Now right, you're talking. Right when I get here. Now you're talking. Now you talk about a lot of things to do and obviously add one more onto this. This weekend, you're racing and you're starting the playoffs. What is it yeah, like yeah. for you to race in front of the hometown crowd? Uh, it is awesome. I wish there was hometown uh, or like a home track advantage or home field advantage. Uh, but unfortunately, that doesn't happen in racing. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of support here in Las Vegas, not only for myself, but Riley Herbst and Brendan Gaughan when he raced, Kurt and Kyle, um, the community really comes together for 
for us guys and it's it's really cool to be able to to have that support in a town this big like las vegas so um yeah it's it's the south point 400 weekend out at the racetrack this weekend which is cool um and and whatnot but yeah i wish it translated onto the racetrack because um we'd have a a good momentum uh going if it if it translated here come the leaders out of two for the final time it is between noah gregson and harrison burton burton's gonna dive and in deep coming into three gregson's gonna send it in on the top side gregson with a half a car length down in front and four so they come back off four racing back to the stripe it's noah gregson career win number three comes home one car length over harrison burton who was second Harrison dove it in and turn number three took one last shot. It came up dry. Noah Gregson with the win here at Darlington. Well, yeah, and that was where I was going next. You're coming into the playoffs with a full head of steam. You won two of the last three races. What does that feel like? Yeah, starting the playoffs out here in Vegas. It's uh, it's really cool to to just be here. And the best thing for me, I'd say, during the playoffs is to try and treat it like any other race. But you have to go into it with a relaxed mindset and just kind of being here, relaxing this week, seeing friends and family. There's some some things where um, it kind of has your, your head rambling, um, you know, trying to get people some tickets and all that kind of stuff and make sure you see all the grandparents and whatnot. But at the same time, uh, just being here, it, it's very relaxing for me. And I know I can go into it with a good mindset. Well, you talk about going into races being relaxed, and obviously you'll have that this weekend, but you won't have it at Talladega or the Roval and all that going forward. So what do you do race morning to get yourself in race mode? Uh, I uh, I don't know. I'll take a shower in the morning, um, go to the racetrack, maybe. I, I don't really do very much. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really eat on race day. Well, I actually take that back. Sometimes I eat a lot. Um, I'll just try and, I don't know. I really don't know what I do on race day. I kind of just mess around, honestly, and just try and stay as relaxed as possible. Um, and with that being said, it's something that's kind of worked for me. It's just kind of talking to my buddies and kind of joking around and stuff. That's where I feel more most relaxed and cool, calm, and collected. Which that fits, obviously, into your personality, just like running well fits into your personality. I want to talk to you about the regular season. It's almost like you guys have had two seasons in one regular season. Started out good, looks like you had some challenges, and all of a sudden something clicked to where you're coming in with a full head of steam. Where did things click, or did they? Because it seems like that within the last month, month and a half, you guys have come to life here. Yeah, I think our results have been better. But, um, you know, I don't think anything's really, we haven't done anything different. Um, so, with that being said, um, you know, just just sticking to the plan. Um, we have a joke on the nine team. It um, kind of started like two years ago at Summer Daytona. We were watching, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like, a video called Leroy Jenkins um, and he's and so they're like stick to the plan stick to the plan so we we have a lot of inside jokes on the nine team and so we've just been trying to stick to the plan stick to the plan well what's the plan for mile and a half you got a lot of them coming up here what is the plan for those races including this weekend at Las Vegas finish them out and um, you know the first round have a 
average running position of eighth place in the end of the stages at the end of the race. And um, at that point, you know, we should lock ourselves into the next round um, with where we're at in points. So having an average finish of eighth um, here in the first round is, is important and being no worse than that. And so um, then it gets a lot trickier when we get into the second round. Is that what the statistical analysis that the engineers and, and the crew chief and everybody's come up with? Eighth place average finish, you should be good to go. Correct. Really? Correct. What is that based on? Is that is that years prior? Is that just analyzing things to this date? How'd you um, do that eight? That's just how like the points, like if you can average that many points, then you should be able to lock yourself in. And then you get into the next round and it might be 4.3 you have to finish to be able to lock yourself in points wise. But that, it's not it's not the same every year. It's just where you're at in points right now. So if we get more playoff points, like if let's say we win the next two races, we'll have more playoff points to start the second round out. Then that number goes to maybe 5.5 for the second round, you know? The more playoff points you have to start the round, obviously the more leeway you have on finishing position it's all about the numbers we'll see how all these stack up this weekend appreciate you joining us my friend all the best and uh go get them this weekend yes sir thank you i appreciate it that's noah gregson coming up riley herbst and later jeremy clements will join us this nascar season every member of the toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Riley Herbst is back into the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs once again this season, and despite going winless during the regular season, Riley's had some positive momentum heading into playoff contention this weekend at Las Vegas following back-to-back top five finishes. Our Woody Kane sat down with Riley to discuss his recent form and mindset heading into this year's playoffs. Let's start with the big picture. The season didn't start off the way you wanted. Three wrecks in the first four races, none of which were your doing. So at that time in the year, what was going through your mind and how were you able to tell yourself, this will pass if I just stay calm? Yeah, it was a little uh, frustrating, actually a lot frustrating, to be honest with you. But um, like you said, we had good pace those first three races. So that's what we kind of told ourselves in the 98 camp and um, said if we have to keep being consistent and get through each race and uh, end up in the playoffs and try to go race them at, at Las Vegas. Now you come in with a little bit of momentum, a couple of straight top fives. How do you evaluate this format compared to the regular season that we just talked about where you can kind of say, okay, we've got next week. Now that next week is only three races long. Yeah, you're right about that. Definitely a little bit more wild, um, more intense, you could say, just because uh, you got three races to get it done. And But I think this first round, if you get three really consistent, probably pretty smooth races, you can transfer to the round of eight um, on a good note. 
The other races are Talladega and the Roval. Uh, Talladega is just such a, a crazy one, but you came out pretty good, a top five there the first time this year. Is that a race where something like that makes you go, phew, I'm glad we made it? Because unlike most tracks, you can do everything completely right and still wind up with a wrecked race car. Yeah, I don't really know if past history um, reflects future results at Talladega just because so many different variables. So um, although it was good to get a top five earlier there in the spring, I think going into the fall, people are going to throw a little bit bigger blocks and going to race a little bit harder just because it is a playoff race. So um, hopefully we can work with our Ford teammates and try to get in their top five finish and head to the Roval. That teammates thing has become such a big deal on these super speedways, but you can't always, I mean, everybody has a plan going in, but it seems like at Talladega and Daytona more so than others, that can just go out the window in half a lap. So how do you keep focused knowing, man, I really want to do this, but I can't right now? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just pre-race work um, with those teammates and being committed to each other throughout the race and then have a, have, a, have a cutoff or have a deadline when you start to race for yourselves and when the uh, when the pay window is open. What was the race that you felt the best about this year and the one that you wish you could have back the most? Man, I wish we could, uh, the best, actually the best race would probably be Charlotte. We showed really good pace there, um, got the pole, led practice, led, a, led some laps early in the race and we just kind of missed the adjustments a little bit later on in the race. but. And the race I wish we could have back would probably be Pocono. Um, had a few pit road penalties, but we were fast and got caught up in a wreck uh, deep in the field. So Pocono and Charlotte, um, both good races for us, but for opposite reasons. I'm glad you mentioned Charlotte because the last race, the cutoff race in round one is the Roval. But you've done really well on the road courses this year. Top 10 at Indy, top 10 at Road America. How do you feel about your road racing program? I think it's good. I think we should have had a top five at Mid-Ohio. Um, got taken out there on the final lap. And then we were running third at the Daytona road course earlier in the year, and um, they wrecked in front of us. So I think our road course program is really good here on the 98 team. And um, like I said, we're looking forward to Las Vegas. Um, we got to get through Talladega, and the Roval is a great opportunity for us to uh, capitalize on some points. That Roval was a, a monsoon last year, but I'm curious when you approach a, a road course, do you have the same uh, – I guess plan is not necessarily the right word, but that's the best one I can think of going in in terms of I got to be just super smooth or, you know, back in the day, a lot of guys used to be just super aggressive and throw the car around in all the turns. How do you approach it? I don't know. I just try to hit my marks and just try to get through each lap because each lap the tires fall off. Um, you, know, you got to hit your marks, you got to hit your shifts points right. And if you don't do that, then your day is going to be over real early. But if you hit your shifts right, hit your apexes, then um, you'll have something to race them at the end. Let's finish with a couple of fun ones. I saw some of your social media earlier about Operation Wake Surf. Tell me about that because it looked like it was really cool. It's very cool. It's a really cool program that uh, my buddy Robbie does out here in Lake Norman. And um, he gets veterans and people who used to serve for this great country or still serve. And we take them out wake surfing out on the on the lake out here in Lake Norman. And they get a couple shop tours throughout uh, local shops here in Concord and Charlotte. And uh, they get to do some pit practice, see what it's like changing tires, jacking up the race car. So uh, that was a really cool deal to be in involved in. And uh, hopefully we can do it again next year. Let's finish with where we started, Las Vegas. Uh, every native that I've talked to doesn't really mess with the strip and all that stuff. So tell me some things that, that folks might like to do outside of the strip that are, that are pretty cool from a native's perspective and a really good place to eat that may not be on the radar so much. 
So there's a couple places to eat, but I feel like me and Noah have kind of already spilled the beans on this place a little bit. But um, there's a small hole in the wall in downtown um, called La Thai. It's phenomenal food. Um, we, we love that place. But things to do is Red Rock Canyon's really close to where I grew up on the outskirts of Las Vegas. So um, that was always fun to go out to in the uh, cooler summer mornings or um, the late summer afternoons to go hike with your buddies and things like that. But um, there's quite a few things to do out in Las Vegas, so uh, it's a lot of fun. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, Jeremy Clements and later president of the Martinsville Speedway, Clay Campbell, will join us. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. You know, Jeremy Clements is one of those feel-good stories as we head into the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs, running a family-run operation, cracking the field of 12, and he's notched a career-high seven top tens this season, trying trying to prove he's more than just a Cinderella story. We welcome Jeremy Clements into NASCAR Live, a.k.a. Cinderella. What's going on there, Jeremy? How are we? I'm doing great, Bagman. Thanks for having me on the show, buddy. Glad to have you back, my friend. And you are one of those stories that everyone's been following all year. We've documented it several times about how your resources are more limited than some of the others you're racing against. And that is one of the most amazing things about this. You're proving that you don't need the multi-million dollar budget deals you can get the job done. What is it like competing toe-to-toe with some of these bigger teams with the resources that you and your family run operation have? Yeah, well, thank you for that, first of all. Uh, we'd like those resources, but uh, it's tough to come by, man. I'm telling you, it's, we do a lot of things the old-fashioned old way, you know? We're uh, setting up race cars on the plate, on the pull-down, and uh, a lot of these big teams, they don't even use uh, a pull-down anymore. They just go off the sim. So. I don't even know what Sim is, so <laughs> you might know what more more of it than I do. But uh, yeah, we have. I have no. Uh, I don't get to go on a simulator. Uh, I get to practice on my Xbox. So there's just a lot of things that we don't have that uh, you know we try to make do without. But we do a good job of it, and uh, we continue to get better. I'm really proud of what we've done this year so far. Well, and I was going to ask you about that. As you get ready to enter the playoffs, you have made the round of 12. What are some of the accomplishments that you are proud of this year that have gotten you to this point since we opened the season at Daytona in February? Man, the, the seven top tens have, have been really cool to me. Uh, we've ran a lot of good races. Uh, Atlanta comes to my mind. We finished 12th there the first time. But man, we had a top five car there. We were top five all race. Had a lot of speed. Had a mile and a half. That's just uh, challenging as, as as Atlanta is, so to do that there was uh, phenomenal to me, and I'm hoping we can bring that same mojo to Vegas this weekend. But uh, you just never know with this non-practice and qualifying stuff we got, we deal with. Uh, you just kind of don't know what you got until you uh, get the green flag. But 
really proud of a lot of the things we've done this year, but uh, bringing fast cars to racetracks, uh, that's what you got to do to have a chance and to make the playoffs, and that's what we've done. So proud of that, and just want to, now we need to step it up and stay there. You know, you just mentioned something that got me thinking. It's like, you know, yeah, no practice, no qualifying is a big deal. I think a lot of folks have gotten used to not having it because it started last year, and that's how we got back from COVID and all that. But with you saying that, no practice and qualifying, you guys don't do sim, which other teams do, so that's kind of their dry run before they get to the racetrack. Is this doubly hard on you folks? Because if you're doing pull-down plates and no sim, you're going to the racetrack and you're still running in the top 10, top 15 with people that have much more resources, including access to sim data than you guys do. Yeah, definitely so, Bagman. Uh, it's, we're at a big disadvantage there, but hey, you know, sometimes the stuff they use can be wrong and uh, we can guess right. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, doing this sometimes, really. And uh, sometimes we hit it right, uh, sometimes we don't. But Mark Setzer and I, the crew chief, will go over things every week, things that I did uh, in the past that didn't work, things that he's done, and we try to put them together and see what happens. So some of these, a lot of these races, we've been good with it, and then some of them, yeah, we we have struggled. So uh, you just never know what you're gonna get. This weekend, we're bringing a setup to Vegas that it, it can definitely have a lot of speed, but the 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 line there is really narrow. So hopefully, we hit it just right, and she's got a lot of speed. Uh, going to Vegas this weekend, it'd be hot and slick. You got to handle there, and you got to have a lot of speed. So hopefully, we can do all that in the first Pacific Hunting Chevrolet. So when you bring something new like this, again, you're not shaking it down, no practice, no qualifying, and you know, you just put your fingers up in the uh, in the zoom camera here, and they're about maybe one sixty-fourth of an inch apart. How do you handle hauling off into turn one, guns ablaze there, not knowing if she's going to stick or not? Yeah, well, that's every week. <laughs> you know, you don't know. You just got to go off of it, off your experience. And uh, I've been doing this still a long time, so I kind of know what to expect in my head. Every track's different. You're thinking, okay, Vegas, uh, you're not going to touch the brake just a little bit, and you better stay. You better be able to stay in that gas and and to be able to tug that wheel. So you'll do all that, and then see what the car does, and, and adjust from there. <laughs> so that's kind of as a race car driver is what I'm thinking. But um, you better be able to hang on to it. Beginning this weekend, you're racing at Las Vegas, then you're off to Talladega, and then you're off to the Roval. Is that about all you can stand right there? You've got three drastic different disciplines of racing in one round. Yeah, that uh, that's nerve-wracking a little bit because uh, three tracks that are just unpredictable. These mile and a half, we've seen a lot of crazy restarts happen. Talladega, all hell can break loose. Anything can happen there, so who knows? And then the Roval. I mean, we raced in the rain, in, in not in rain, like a, a hurricane last year. I mean, it was so bad you couldn't see in front of you. My windshield wiper flew off, and then they go to the parking lot to get a windshield wiper from a truck sitting there. I mean, what a mess. So, I don't know, man. Hopefully, we uh, we have some better luck with these uh, tracks like that. Uh, we didn't get finished Talladega this past year. You know, the, it rained shorted. I think we finished 14th, uh, but we're just kind of riding around. It was only lap 80. We got, 23rd to go, but uh, looking forward to the challenge. We have nothing to lose. We're in the playoffs, baby. We're going to give it all we got. What are the strengths that will play to some of these tracks coming up that you have, and what are some of those tracks that you feel that you can do some damage on? I really feel like all of them, because look, we 
we're not going to try to make a, make mistakes like I feel like some of these guys will. You might see some surprises. These guys are going to race hard. They're going to feel the pressure, and they're going to do kind of dumb things. So I'm hoping that I don't. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep telling myself, don't do anything dumb. Don't wreck. Put your, keep your nose clean, but race hard. And I feel like I do a pretty good job at that, and some of these other guys might not. And then uh, Talladega, I don't know what to tell you there. Just keep her uh, keeping in line, whatever, and, and see what happens. And then the Roval, we got to go attack the Roval and get stage points and and stay up in the front. And if we can do all that, we can make the next round. But we've beat a lot of these guys all year, and I don't see why we can't keep beating. How many cars do you have in the fleet, and how many times will you have to turn them over and reuse them in the playoffs? Yeah, great question, Bagman. We have eight eight good cars, actually, that we've raced uh, throughout this year. We're in the best spot we've ever been as far as car-wise. And, well, the first three races, you're going to run all three different cars. And then uh, in the next round, you might use the same car you raced at Vegas and come through it okay, uh, depending on how it even worked there. So uh, we're in a good spot. All our cars are, are going to be race-ready and 100% as they can be. So I'm, I am excited for where we are as a team as well. Well, it's been an honor to be able to tell your story and your family's story this year and follow along with you. You've given us a lot to talk about and cheer about. We wish you the best, my friend, in the next seven races. Go get them, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you after maybe a trip to Victory Lane here before this is over. Thank you so much, Bagman. You do a phenomenal job each week. I love listening to you. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, my friend. That's Jeremy Clements. He is getting ready for the round of 12 of the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs. Coming up, Clay Campbell, the president of Martinsville Speedway, will preview this weekend's late model race at the Paperclip. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Checker flag's about to wave on this week's NASCAR Live. Before we go, in case you missed it, the biggest NASCAR late model race of the year is about to take place at Martinsville Speedway this weekend at the old Paperclip. And President Clay Campbell joined Alex Hayden earlier to preview this big weekend ahead. And we're joined by Martinsville Speedway track president Clay Campbell joining us. And it's that time of year. The leaves are beginning to change in South Central Virginia. Everybody's gearing up for the fall, which means it's time for the Valley Star Credit Union 300 the most prestigious late model race in America, and in my opinion, and like everybody else, the most prestigious short track in America as well. Clay, the Valley Star Credit Union 300, that just has a, a, a beautiful ring to it, doesn't it? It does, and, and you hit everything spot on. It, it's that time of the year, and everyone remembers we did run this race last year, so to bring the Valley Star Credit Union back, 21, it, it, it's phenomenal. We're, we're looking for a great race, a great week. Uh, it's just a time of the year that we all look forward to. I think everybody here at the Speedway has a little extra bounce in their step because we're bringing the, the late models back. And you've seen it, you know, and you hit it right on. It's the, the I call it the biggest, baddest late model stock car race on the planet, and I think it is. If you take all the guys that come from all over the country to compete against one another in this one one race, it, it's special. And I always look forward to it, so I can't wait until this weekend. We talk about the Valley Star Credit Union 300. The main event itself is 200 laps. But a lot of people who've never been to this, which we hope will buy a ticket and come out and see the event, 
there's a lot more to it than just the 200 lap main. Where does the 300 come into play? Okay, the 300, to answer the question quickly, the 300 is 200, as you said, for the, the race itself, but for 25 lap heat races to make up the field. So we will qualify this Friday night and we will only secure the front row. The top two are secured for Saturday night's event. So they can sleep well Friday night knowing they don't have to do anything until the green flag drops on the 200 lapper. So that's where it comes from. Everybody else goes in the heat races with the four of them, 25 laps, there's your 300 laps. And, and there's a lot more going on to it as well because after qualifying, got a big fireworks show ongoing. And something that's a little bit of a different uh, wrinkle, if you will, for this race weekend is the fact that there's a fair going on. Absolutely, it starts tomorrow night. So we're really excited about that. That's, this is the first time Henry County has had a fair uh, since I was a kid. Uh, and once, once they started talking about it, and this was probably at least two years ago, and COVID kind of slowed things down for a little while, and, and now we're in 21. But once they started talking about having a fair, where could they do it? I raised my hand. This is a place to do it. We've got the infrastructure. We've got all everything you need, parking, the place to do the fair itself. And then that just that just pivoted over, hey, let's do it race week. That that kind of brings back, you know, like old school, you know, weekly tracks and the fair on the property, things like that. So that's what we wanted. The optics of this week are going to be phenomenal. I mean, you've got racing going on, you've got the fair, hopefully, the fair will attract some race fans. Hopefully, the track will attract some some fair doors. Uh, so it's a it's a win win for everybody. So we're looking forward uh, to the fair getting started tomorrow night and going through the week. And like you say, we got they've got big things going on, and obviously we do. They've got concerts, and you said it. We we have a big fireworks show Friday night. So it's going to be a great week for families to come out and have a great great time. Visiting with Clay Campbell, president of Martinsville Speedway, as we close in on the annual Valley Star Credit Union 300 for the late model cars. This is a race that dates back route to about, what, 1985, somewhere in the mid-80s. It's yeah. progressed. The format's changed a little bit here and there, but the bottom line, there has a, a lot of history attached to this event. You guys also make it very interactive for the race fans, too. Come Saturday race day. The fair is going to be wrapping up, obviously, so you can spend time at the fair and on the midway, walk in through the main gates. You guys are going to have the pits and the garage open for the race fans, correct? You're right, Alex. In the past, we've done, we've had the cars on the front stretch, so the, the fans go to the cars. Now we're bringing the fans in the garage area pits, so it's more of an interaction with everyone. The, the pit crews, the drivers, they get to see everything that's going on pre-race. And I think it's gonna be a real, real neat thing for people that normally don't get to go in. And I think the one thing, there are other places that do it, but I think, uh, I think here, uh, it, it's just special to get to go in the garage area of all the, the great names of motorsports that have been around. And including now, so you're you're getting you're getting to go in a cup garage, a cup pit area. You're down there where everybody's been, and it's special for this weekend too to see all the the stars of this weekend. And, and there are a lot of stars in this race this weekend. And Mar cool. Yeah, Martinsville Speedway to me it is hallowed ground for for auto racing, not just in NASCAR circles, but 
motorsports in general with the history that comes along with Martinsville Speedway. Very few things have changed with that racetrack as far as the layout goes. Sure, it's been updated with the times, but to get the opportunity to go stand down in the middle of the infield at Martinsville Speedway, that is something that is certainly well worth the weekend. You mentioned some of the biggest names that have, have raced at Martinsville. We know the Pettys, the Pearsons, the Earnhardts, the list goes on and on and on. But when it comes to this particular race, there are some names like Mark Martin, who's won this race. We mentioned Josh Berry, Barry Beggarly, Mike Skinner, the great Philip Morris. The list goes on and on and on. Attach this race now as things continue to evolve with the Virginia Triple Crown. This is the culmination after running at South Boston Speedway earlier this year and at Larry King Law's Langley Speedway. The Virginia Triple Crown is something that has taken a prestige all on its own. It really has. When we started this thing a number of years ago, and, and I think it was Kathy Rice at South Boston that came up with the idea, uh, it, it was a good thing then. Now it's become, hey, it's mentioned every time you mention any of those three tracks or those races, the Triple Crown comes up. So it, it has a life of its own. Good money involved with it, prestige, uh, three of the greatest tracks in Virginia. So it it's a big thing all by itself. Motor Racing Network will have full coverage of the Valley Star Credit Union 300 Saturday night beginning at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Folks, that's all the time we have for this week. I'd like to thank all the NASCAR Xfinity Series drivers for stopping by as they get ready for their playoffs. I'm Mike Backley for the rest of the MRN crew. We thank you for joining us as well. We'll catch up with you next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast.